What is up, lefties? How's it going? It is your boy, Michael, joined as always with Lincoln Cook. Welcome to the Left Hand Backhand Podcast, and we are excited and gearing up for the MVP Open presented by OTB coming up this weekend. Let's go. Yeah, uh, MVP Open presented by OTB. Is it weird that it's not <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Cause, when I saw that, I was, I was a little, I was a little taken back. I was like, "Wait, I know. How does this make sense?" But yeah, it good. is what it is. We'll give OT. I mean, we want as many presenting sponsors as we can. So yes, so more money for the players. Um, this is the second to last, um, playoff event, um, of the season. So exciting, exciting times. Getting to the end of it. Yes, sir. So. Tonight, we'll talk through a little preview of the MVP Open. We're going to mostly focus on kind of some of those players trying to make it to the Pro Tour Championships, uh, as this is the last playoff event. And mm-hmm. we'll also potentially highlight some of the players who did not make it for this event. Uh, then we'll do a little dealer's choice. Should be a short one this week. And then we're going to talk through my bag, moving, looking forward to Colorado State's which is next weekend for me. Um, yep. So I've got a few new additions that I want to talk through, and then I have a couple questions that I'd love your input on. Cool. And then we'll finish up with uh, what we're looking forward to other than MVP, because I'm actually really excited to watch MVP uh, yeah. this week, and then yeah. uh, just talk about what else we're looking forward to. So Cool. All right. We can get into MVP. it. Yes. Um, well, first, I w- what do you think of this course? for the pro tour for the finale um not quite the finale like playoff event but where do you does this course fit in for you and the pro tour you know we've all season long we've talked about different aspects of courses that we want to see in the pro tour we want some openness you know for distance we also want wooded shots. We want technical lines, yeah. but we want like not gimmicky lines. We want good tee pads. We want good spectating. We want a good finishing stretch. Like there's lots of different things that through these tournaments we've brought up is like, you know what? Tournament was good. This area could be improved. Yeah. Just looking at the course without watching any coverage yet. I feel like this tournament checks off almost all those boxes yeah is yeah. it a three round or a four round because that would be the uh only red flag sticking it, up it's gotta be four yeah thursday through sunday so four days perfect so yeah i mean it's wooded but it's also got some long holes it's got placement shots it's got yeah. you know a couple holes where you can bite off more distance and that could help you or you know you could be pinched off if you're not in the right landing zone yeah it's got obviously the wooded shots it's got water it's got out of bounds it's beautiful it's got uh prestige to Mm -hmm. it right we've got the spectators on hole six is it six or eight seven or eight yeah i'm not entirely sure but it's a short one over the water late into the yeah late into the front nine there's the rowdy group behind the the island which is you know fun right another aspect of it a great finishing hole in 18, I think. Some people might disagree, but I think 18 is a great finishing hole. And it's a great area for spectators to be able to line up 
along the fairway and into the green. Yeah. And so then as the final group comes in, the spectators can follow the group as well. So I don't have any red flags. I mean, we'll see how the tournament goes, but I think yeah. that this is kind of checking all the boxes for me anyways. Yeah. Do, you, do you disagree? No, I don't disagree. I think currently it checks everything. Um, my only concerns are the future ability of the course of the property because this is a multi-use property. It's not quite fully dedicated mm -hmm. to disc golf. Um, so that land yeah, could... For those that don't know, it's a Christmas tree farm in the winter time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like just how the land use goes, I don't know how long it will be available for like the pro tour to use or disc golf in general. For the foreseeable future, it's here. It's great. It's good. Um, my other concern is just the sheer length and challenge of it. Um, I hope the the top echelon of players are getting closer together and are kind of creeping up to the breakability of a course layout. Um, and I think we kind of saw that. Uh, at worlds was like it was a tough layout it is hard but the top players are still gonna shred it um so i'm interested yeah. to see how the scoring works at mvp um just because if they do average 12 down 10 down like those high like mid to low double digit scores for all four rounds i don't know where or how you can make that course that much harder and or longer you know yes yeah like, i mean with the with the longest pro layout you're right we are a little bit capped out in terms yeah. of where this course could go yeah so i understand your concern and i do agree with you uh i can't remember if we talked about this a couple weeks ago or if i had heard it on a different podcast you'll have to yeah remind me um, but was it you that was saying that you want to see a course where pros like good scores are like six to seven under and great scores are like nine to 10 under? Were you saying that a couple yes. weeks ago? Yeah, I did say that. It was, I don't know if it was before or after worlds. Um, but yeah, I want, I we'll want get that at this course. No, I, I think the top I, 12 to 15 I think people 12 will shoot under double. Is like crazy. Really? You think that many? Yeah. They're just all huh. too good. They're all too good. And it's it's yes. hard because like, <laughs> that's true. The top they're like that eight through twenty player is so much closer to that top eight than ever before. So it's hard to like before like five years ago. A course could be challenging for 95% of the people except for the top three players, five players. And they're the only ones that can win. Now anyone has a chance to win. It just has to be your weekend. So like I get that yep. more people can score better. Um, I'm just afraid of the adaptability of the course to get harder in any way in the future. Mm -hmm. Kind of like with Augusta and then in like for the masters, 
everyone's hitting it so much farther. They're just kind of the way that the holes are laid out there. They added a whole new tee box last year that was hundred like hundred yards into a tree. Like they cut down trees and did everything to yeah. a hundred and fifty year old course. So the games the game is evolving. The players are getting so much better. Um I just hope our courses can maintain that adaptability and keep getting harder along with our players to to just push them even farther. Yeah. Yeah. To follow the rise of the level of our players. Yes. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's valid. And I think that we should talk about this next week after we watch the coverage as well. Yeah, for sure. Or at least keep it in mind. You know, it's something that we have looking Looking yeah. forward to next week. You know, kind of just some talking points already. But uh, yeah. um, do you want to? Do you have the list of the players who did not make it or are on the fringe of making the Pro Tour Championships? Yes. So this tournament, there are only um seventy. You different than Yeah, this one only has uh seventy five players, I believe seventy five, seventy six, something like that. Um, and so looking at the Pro Tour standings, the top. 31 players because Parker Welk is in the mid 50s uh, ranked will make it but I don't know how that's going to be with Paul Macbeth saying he's going to drop and not participate in the Pro Tour finale Um, so my is is he playing this event? No I don't think so Okay, I don't think so he's just playing USDGC right? I don't even know if he's doing that Oh, okay. I thought I yeah. thought that he was, but okay, he could. I just from his interview two weeks ago saying that this was kind of the world was going to be his last one. Um, I'm not sure what he's mm. what he has planned. Um, but okay. so yeah, my what I'm excited for. Yes, the top guys they're all going to be pushing, fighting for the win. But this kind of core group of players in the middle here are fighting to extend their season which to me is just as, if not more, um, mentally tough and like a struggle to like fight and compete. You know, like I, I feel like these guys have a little bit more to worry about because their season could be done. I mean, on we obviously still have more tournaments, but the, the Pro yeah. Tour season could be done for them after this weekend. Um, yeah. So the... These three guys are close to that edge, but from the points, they look far enough in the clear that they're going to make it. That's uh, Emerson Keith, Nico LeCastro, and Mason Ford. Um, there's a pretty good sizable gap between them and these next few, but um, just squeaking in is Andrew Presnell and Vino Makala, and pretty sure Vino's going to be here, so that's cool. Um, and then right on their tails are Robert Burridge, Chandler Kramer, Paul Ulibarri, and Garrett Gerthy. So from Robert Burridge down to Garrett Gerthy, they are currently sitting out, and they're going to need someone above them to drop out or going to just need to have a really solid tournament um, to kind of catapult themselves into the the final 32. So, Yeah, so crazy. for those who aren't aware of this is the second of the playoff events and those who place or 
have the highest Pro Tour standing points after this event. We'll make it to the Pro Tour Championship in it's after USDGC. I don't know if it's in like a month or three weeks or something like that, but yeah. Then it's only twenty five or thirty in that Pro Tour Championship. Thirty two. There'll be thirty two and they yeah. changed the layout this year or the um the format because before it used to be like the bottom four seeds would all play in the like, top in the top like pools, advance. right? Yeah, it was not quite as like March Madnessy, but similar vibes where like the top eight are automatically made it to the quarters, and top mm-hmm. sixteen were already in the second round. So it was a weird thing. That was when Nathan Queen won. So that shows you how yeah, a little real, real and true not- that that is. Yeah, not fluky, but needed needed adjustment, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so they kind of followed the PGA um like tour finale where they're gonna give the top seeded players a stroke advantage. Um I could look it up. I'm not going to. I'm just gonna give it my best guess. Um, because I don't think it really matters. We'll, we'll talk about it once we get there. But... Yeah. But they'll have a stroke advantage and then kind of everyone is kind of tiered below. They play two or three rounds with that advantage. And then the top eight or 16 advance to the finals. And then the scores reset. Mm-hmm. And then they have two rounds. So yep. playing for a lot of money. Um, exciting. It does reward the consistency yep. and the high level of play throughout the year to get to that finals. But then it kind of makes it exciting. And it's almost anyone's game those last two rounds. So it's cool. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> shout out to our Lone Star team members that uh, are on the bubble there and best of luck to them this week. Hope they pop off. Uh, yeah. Of that list, I'm, I'm secretly pulling for Yulabari to yeah. take it up there. Yeah. He's, he's Just got cause... a few points. He's got, I mean, if if he's, I know he's gets working zero, hard, man. He is, he is, and it all because it all like if someone gets injured above them and they are done for the season, like a Paul, one extra person is going to get in. So, um, right. I think I think he he could do well at this course. Um, but yeah, he's been trending well, upwards. Let's transition. Yes. Um. Let's transition that to our players to watch. Cool. So I want. Give me your pick, as in who you think is going to win it, and then okay. a player to watch, like a yeah, you know, maybe like a key storyline or something like that. And then if you have like a dark horse pick or something like that, yeah. um, and shout out to Simon Lazat for winning it last year, and Corey Ellis for choking on eighteen to yeah. give Simon the win from Chase Card. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, hit us with your players to watch. Um. My top player to watch is going to be Eagle. Um, he has been mm-hmm. on an absolute kind of tear lately. He's trending in the right direction. He won last I, week. I think his forehand is he, – he's not he's not 100% for sure, but he's able to throw it. And also this course just doesn't require it for a righty backhand. Um, mm-hmm. So I like his chances. He's – He's one of the top players for a reason, so I think he has a good chance. Um, and then you said one of the fringe guys. 
just like yeah. a, a any, anyone else? kind of a player that, that you're pulling for or okay. you want to see do well at this tournament. Um, How, however you want to define a player to watch. Okay. Um, I would like to see maybe like a Chris Clemens do well. Mm. Um, okay. I don't, I don't know if he will because it's it's not a very lefty backhand friendly course. He does have his yeah. very serviceable forehand though, so that's not. But he's just ha- kind of had a very ho hum season. Um, want to see him just like keep creeping up towards the end. Yeah, he's hung he's hung around, but he hasn't like exactly broken at, broke you know made that jump like Isaac has this year. You know. Yes, exactly. Um, and then my dark horse pick to get a win this year this this weekend is gonna be Matty O. Mm, I like that a lot. Just I, I, th- I think there's just so much, not so much pressure on those top guys because they do this every single week. It's not good. That's the thing with the, these playoffs is like these are the same fields that they've been playing with and against all season. Yeah. It's not like there's added players or that much added pressure um, other than self-inflicted. But mm-hmm. there might be some extra pressure on those top guys who are competing for those player of the year spots and consistent Matteo just might be able to come in and be his consistent self and pull it off at the end there. So maybe, I don't know. I would be, I'm pulling. Yeah. Him, no, which would be cool. I think that's great. I like the, those choices. Um, the name that like just first popped into my head and I can't get rid of it. And I don't know if he's like a, player that I think is going to actually like he's not like my pick to win and he's not even really that much of a dark horse anymore is Ezra Robinson yeah yeah like I I feel like he's just going to pop up so he's kind of my player to watch mm-hmm. um, my my other because I'm not, not I don't have like a pick like I don't I'm going to go with two players to watch instead of an actual pick to win it, but Ricky Wysocki is to me a player to watch right now yeah. because he has not quite performed up to what we expect Ricky to be. Definitely not. Brandon, I think that's in part to other players stepping up, but I also think it's part of him kind of you know taking a half step back. Yeah. So other players have met his level and now kind of surpassed him too, really. Like Ricky was always considered, you know, top three, five at worst. Yep. And now he's like fringe top ten. No, and he's, that he's might still, be a little hot, he, he's still a little top hot takey, but yeah, he, he I mean, he's what, he's still yeah. a, a top seven, like six player. Yes, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like he's not like the clear like top three anymore. No, definitely not. He's like he's he's clustered in with the other players who have stepped up their game. So yeah, those are my two players to watch, and yeah. then my dark horse player. I'm gonna go with Paul Ulibar because yeah, I feel like he wants it really bad. He does. So, shout out to Yuli. Yeah, he does. He's been playing well, and um, hopefully, he can keep it together. So, yeah, and that's MVP. Unless you have anything else to add on that. Nope. That's it. Okay. Starts Thursday. All right. Well, my quick starts Thursday. So tune in. That's a. Uh, Probably today for those of you listening. <laughs> um, so my quick little 
dealer's choice, and I brought this up, uh, I believe, off air. We talked about uh, Micah's quick ball that he has died on a zone, mm. and I'm just, like, obsessed with it. Yeah. And so I was thinking, you know, what Pokeball would you want on a, on a disc? Because it's just kind of a fun thing. Yeah. But I'm actually going to flip it on you and say what non like obvious answer would you put as a pokemon on a disc ooh non obvious answer um that that takes like out not a pikachu not yeah. a blastoise not a yeah, yeah. You know, charizard it's funny i'm going to actually not tell you my top choice Actually, I'm not going to tell you because I have the di- I have a stencil to dye a disc, and so I'm going to do it, and then I will show you next week. Okay, I'm yeah, excited to see it. Yeah, then give me your your runner up or your, yeah, my uh, runner up or your um and your third place. Yeah, my runner up would be uh probably Doug Trio. <laughs> nice. He's always been, or she, I don't know the Pokemon genders, but I've always had them. I, don't, I think there's three of them, so we don't really know. Yeah, I've always had them in my, like, my my team when I faced the final, the Elite Four um, for my, my sure. yellow and red versions. Um, so they've always been a staple for me. Um, and I think a really cool one that if you do the right, like, pose and you have someone that's, like, a professional diet for you, is scyther i think would just be pretty sick and you can like yeah. turn the claws different ways and it almost look huck labby huck yeah, yeah. that's yeah. sweet that's so, a good choice i think i think scyther would be pretty sick too so i was almost thinking the same thing with kabutops yep except yep. for that it wouldn't be as cool because scyther's way cooler than kabutops uh, but my my obvious answer is umbreon because that's my Ooh. favorite, obviously. Have you and seen my like, Umbreon? Uh, no. On a disc? Yeah. I'm pretty what? sure it's Umbreon. Okay. Well, okay, well, I need you to show it to me Here. as soon as we finish this podcast. We're going pa- yeah. to pause this. I'm going to go get it, and then we'll be right back. Okay, let's go. Okay, we're back. For you audio listeners, that was no time at all. But for us, it was about 25 seconds. Oh, so fast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You did show me that. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. What's that on? Uh, Biofusion Defender. Okay, I want pa- that. Page Pier- <laughs> Page Pierce. Um, the Page Pierce like tour series from a long time ago. That's so cool. Okay, I don't I'm gonna send you my... this. Yeah. Diet. I don't know if this was my new one or my old one. It looks more like my new one that I hadn't thrown before. So yeah. That's okay. cool. That was my well, first ever stencil to, die I've done. That's dope. I love it. Okay. Well, that's that's uh, my first choice. And what I would want to do is on like my black on black test flight zone OS. Yeah. And so it's kind of like the outline of the Umbreon and the yellow is just like really prominent, you know, like Umbreon yeah. night. Yeah. That would be cool. That would look pretty cool. Um, and then my second choice is a lickitung that would i think be that dope. would be kind of hilarious on that like would be dope a mid-range or something 
and like the tongue is like kind of the majority of it and then you know like like the tongue is like licking like kind of the yeah. your like camera yeah from like your point of view you know what i mean yeah face on view yeah yeah that, that i think be that'd cool be kind of cool um yeah. and then i want to make it my third choice because it's one of it's my second favorite pokemon and that's dragonite but that's a little bit obvious because dragonite's kind of I feel like it's, it's not like, obvious. It's like in that that second that second tier. Yeah, like in the game, you know? he's definitely like not quite god tier, but he's he's top tier in the game. But I feel like you have to be bit, like level forty eight or something to evolve it to even get crazy. Close. But like for this context, I don't think anyone really even gets them that that Pokemon. You know, like hmm. no one no one really uses him that much. So, I feel like it's okay. well, he's an un, unknown god tier Pokemon in the game. Yeah, for real. Like he's dope, but um, uh, that was kind of my my alternate. But the the last one that I wanted to say that I think would be just kind of hilarious is a Geo Dude. Yeah, and have the Geo Dude be all over the disc, and have Geo Dude arms going underneath the discs like where you grab the disc for your grip <laughs> is his hand where you like you grab geodude's hand i think that is so cool yeah that would be cool yeah or like a i feel like a, Just, a, a voltorb would be kind of fun oh uh, yeah i mean that's pretty yeah. much a pokeball or like just a bunch of zubats like that'd be so annoying just <laughs> a bunch of zubats all over there ratatas <laughs> oh dear just a just a bunch of weedles all over your desk. yeah yeah bunch of caterpies and weedles yeah. back to back i think like porygon would oh, be true. pretty sick too that pre- would be pretty, or porygon too yeah rounded. Like pretty easy to to die on there but yeah pokemon yeah. they're they're right. great okay yeah they're great to to die on there yeah a little little behind the scenes uh the zoom link that mike sends every week is named after a random Pokemon, just yeah. whichever comes to his mind. So have I repeated? About have it, I repeated it, yet? Or I have no idea. Probably, yeah. but yeah, today was today was the closest all year, yeah. and I'm real, I'm real proud of us for being so consistent. So yeah, props yeah. to us. Yeah, and thanks, listeners, for tuning in. Yeah. Okay, you ready to dive into your bag? Uh, anyway, I'm ready, and I'll keep this pretty brief because there's not. Too, there's not like many crazy changes, um, <clears throat> but I'm I'm feeling pretty confident with the structure of my bag right now, and cool. Good. I'm gonna practice. Spo- spoiler to what I'm looking forward to this week, I'm gonna practice uh, the two courses that we're playing Colorado State's at Adams Hollow and then Lower Badlands. Nice. But the Lower Badlands, they have all new pin totally locations, totally revamped, yeah, and a bunch of new tees as well. Cool. And like. Nine of the first 12 holes are like almost or like either over 400 feet or almost 400 feet. Nice. Like they're long, difficult holes. So it's going to be yeah. tough. Yeah. Um, starting with putters. Links, obviously. That's what I'm back to. Got a newer one inside the circle and then a more beat up one. It's going to get me just a little bit more glide um, yeah. for outside the circle. And then just a practice basket one. Um, yeah. That's just in the bag for now. I've got a beat up inner core for the turnover shots that I need it to hold the turn longer. Yeah. And then of course I bust out my brand new, not brand new, my 
uh, prototype run clear. in your yeah. core. Yep. This one only comes out for big tournaments. It doesn't come out for every tournament, but it comes out for like states, USAMs, stuff like yeah. that. So got two inner cores. Um, and then in process of wanting to make my bag a little bit like uh, Isaac Robinson, I've got a super beat up link that I'm working on making this more and more understable. Nice. To have like just throwing links and I don't, yeah. you know, I don't want to take the inner core out of the bag, but kind of just playing around with that option. So I've got an understable link yeah. that I don't, it won't like get ground play or, or slide or anything like that. So, yeah. Cool. And then I have a, a Lux link and hopefully I'll have one back from uh, my boy Caden Anderson who's dying a Kansas City Chiefs logo on yeah. a white Lux link, which I think is going to look sick. But this is the exact same disc. So I've got that, which is my stable throwing putter. Um, I still have the copperhead in the bag. And this is mostly a forehand disc only for me right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And it's a very straight forehand. I can throw standstills like up to 280 with this thing. Yeah, nice. And just, just yeet on it. It can get turned, but it goes pretty darn straight. Um, and like requires touch, which I enjoy. And then I also still have a zone in the bag. Yeah, perfect. This one is just a, a straighter zone, but more stable than the copperhead. I can put torque on it and it goes super straight can handle small flex lines i'm not looking for crazy beef out of this zone i just want more stability than the copperhead yeah so hopefully the uh the new disc from lone star will actually be yeah. that although i'm I'm not holding i'm not holding out hope no but. i'll let i'll let other people throw it and tell me that it actually is as stable as the zone so exactly yeah <laughs> um then i have my two my two dunes my my straight to understable dune or hydro flip dune and yeah. then my more overstable one. This thing is still just it just holds its stability in, yeah. even into a headwind. Like nice. it's just really nice. So that's putters and mids. And then fairways, I have two new additions. So I, I have four fairways. I have the my new Guadalupe. Yep. Which I've thrown. Honestly, it flies pretty similar to the, my Mockingbird. So I'm like, I think I need to get a new Mockingbird to be more stable. Bit, yeah. Um, yeah. Just a tick more stable because this one has just, it's seen some good seasoning and yeah. I throw it a lot, which is good. Um, the biggest difference between these two is that the uh, Guadalupe is capped at its ceiling or distance potential. Yeah. So like it's, it's not going to go further than 340 for me. Yeah. Like this yeah. thing is just going to go like maybe, maybe 350 if I, you know, get a piped hyzer flip and turn yeah. with it. But I know it's going to go like about 330, 340, maybe pushing 350 max. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Mockingbird can sometimes glide too far, <laughs> which is for sure sometimes a, a bad problem to have or a good problem to have. Yeah, it's it's one of those like control and distance, like just like in golf, the way you have different irons to go different distances. It is nice to know right. when you throw a disc perfectly how far it's going to go when you throw it not perfectly where it's going to go and like how far those are different and that's what kind of makes a good disc mm -hmm. is like when it when that gap difference isn't large it's a reliable disc that you can trust to go that distance the mockingbird it is always great to be able to throw a seven speed 
400 feet, but not if the hole only requires a 350 foot shot. Like you don't want to be Correct. hitting trouble behind the basket. So it's nice to have those discs that it's kind of like the copperhead where like it can't go too far. Um, mm-hmm. even with a great throw. Yeah. So, um, I think as I beat this one in, it'll get more understable. It might even push a little more distance as it gets beat in a little yeah. more, but for now, um, I threw it a lot today when I played uh, Roundup West Creek because there was a lot of holes that were like 340. Yeah. And so I was getting a lot of work in with this one. So nice. that was good. Do you think... Um, and then... Oh, God. Yeah. Do you think because that Guadalupe... So you said you wanted a, a newer Mockingbird, which you might, but do you think the Guadalupe just needs to be in more? and be seasoned as much as that mockingbird to be kind of two different flights. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I could get that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause like, I know for and me, I probably, like, I probably will at some point as yeah. Guadalupe gets beat in, I'll probably want to get a new one depending on how far this one takes me into the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like if I wanted to, to cycle mockingbirds, I probably could. Yeah. But also, like we talked about with the distance, uh, it it really is just a funny problem to have, like yeah. a potential too too far distance or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but anyways, so that's, that's uh, seven speeds. And then nine speeds, I still have the Mad Cat. That's uh, primarily only forehand, unless I'm throwing like a Spike Heiser or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I have a new I have a new disc that kind of would replace this on a backhand, anyways. Um, very, very straight forehand can get a a slight flip up and go straight with fade. It's not going to hold a ton of torque over. Like if I put it on Annie, it's going to turn a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I've got my new color glow C line FD three. Nice. This thing is beefy. Uh, I was concerned that I wasn't going to get too, like a lot of distance with it just because, how stable so it is. Or stable. I was yeah. like, yeah, I was like, maybe I'm going to miss out and I need to have like my seasoned FT3 in there instead. Um, but as I threw it more today, I out threw a hole where I was, I looked for like 10 minutes for this yeah. disc on a hole and it's because I out threw the hole. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's nice. it. I, I'm, I'm fine with, uh, with how far I can throw this thing. So perfect. That's going to be my, my beefy overstable. Not quite chupacabra, but yeah, more so than the mad cat over stability. A, a throw, a throwable, overstable disc, where I don't think the correct. chupacabra so, quite covers that. Correct. So Lone Star, uh, please work on that for me. That would yeah. be nice. Yeah. Um, next are my curls. Got my my go-to curl. This one, if I throw it hyzer, it's gonna flip up and go straight and then fade. If I throw it flat, it's going to get some turn and then fade. So just super, nice. very workable, trustworthy, not as much distance potential with the curl. Yeah. But it gets enough distance, especially for me and my arm, that like a three 380 foot hole, I can throw this and be confident that I'm going to reach there every time. Yeah. Cool. It's so. good. And then I've got, I've got a disc that um, if I want more distance, I can try to push for that. Um, and then I've got a brand new curl. And this one is just, if there's a headwind, I would trust this one a little more. 
Yeah. Um, not not as beefy as my blue curl that I used to have, but this yeah. one's brand new and uh, very trustworthy. Like it. It's a good compliment. And this is what I'd throw in like a spike hyzer, like a 340 foot spike hyzer kind of thing. Yeah. I would throw this curl because it has an, it's not so overstable that it's gonna like just fall it's out of be, the sky. Yeah, it's gonna kind of glide. Pushing hyzer, yeah. Nice. Right. So that's what the curl's been really good for for me. And I uh, was able to get some good reps with that one today. Good. Um next is is the Harrier. And this is the disc that I can throw like four twenty five with. If I get it on the perfect amount of hyzer then it'll flip up and then turn the whole way and then fade. Um, but that also requires me to hit this perfectly. Yeah. So this is a, a disc with a lot more variance, but a lot higher c distance potential. Yeah. So the difference between me throwing the purple curl and this is going to be, do I need to risk getting that extra distance or do I want to just throw the controlled shot? So yeah. again, yeah. that's the difference between the 11 speed to a 13 speed, which yep. Or maybe it's just 12. If it it says 13, 13, but it, it's like 12 and a half, yeah. Yeah, it feels close between the 12 and 13. So nice. faster, less stable. But um, I've had some good pumps with it, and then I've also had some shots where I'm like, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to, yeah. not quite hitting it right. But um, And then two more discs. The Warbird. Got my trusty, beefy Alpha Warbird. This yep. thing does nothing but want to fade out. And it's not so over, it's not like the Chupacabra. It's kind of like the FD3. Yeah. Of In a driver version. Driver. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And it actually has, it has more glide than the FD3 too. Like, yeah. It, it's a great disc. I definitely disc. believe it's that a great this, disc. this I love has it. a lot of glide. So. Yeah. Good disc. Very stable. Um, flex forehands for this one. And then the last disc that I'm most excited to talk about is my new bayonet. Nice. This thing is fantastic for my Good. forehand. Yeah. Like I was a little nervous it was going to be too stable and I would need to just like, you know, pound it into the wall to try to beat this thing in a little bit. Yeah. But I got some fantastic pumps hole 11 at West Creek is like 450 feet downhill, but it plays like 420. Yeah. maybe 400 yeah um and i parked it with this so, nice did you go around the trees yeah ace um yep around the tree on the right yeah 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 so uh it i can put a lot of anhyzer on it and it will turn a lot and still fade out so it yeah. can handle a lot of torque i don't, personally don't like to throw that much anhyzer if I'm yeah. going to throw that much in hazard, I'm going to do that with a warbird kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one, I, I can I can eat it pretty hard, and I'm just throwing this thing flat, and it's just going to go out straight, maybe a touch of turn, and then fading out. So it, it literally is what I was hoping it would be. Yeah. And it's replaced that uh, white cloud breaker that was in my bag. Nice. So, Good. Good. It's Glad also to hear. very fast and goes pretty far. So yeah. very excited about this, and uh, I'll report back next week. After playing the uh, state's courses to see if I need to make any alterations to my bag. Nice, nice. Are they like, going to change? Do any you think I'm missing like... anything? No, no. Are they going to change any of the pin location? Like, are they doing <clears throat> any like safari type hole holes or no? 
Is it pretty straight up, just the new format? As, as far as I'm aware, there's not any Safari holes. Okay. Like it's um, based on the caddy book that I sent you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is just the... Just yeah, the new, the new, layout, the, the new uh, updated layout. The new up updated layout, and cool. then they're changing it for the B pool. So I'm playing in the A pool, which is the same as MPO and yeah, all the other pro divisions. Yeah, um, cool. But I'm playing, I'm playing MA one. So. Nice, cool. And then they're going to change it for the B pool to make it a little easier for them. Yeah, and that's they, what's nice about uh, those those courses. Yeah, they have multiple. Not T pads, but um, pin locations. So it's cool. And they're at they're adding more long ones for this tournament. Nice, crazy. Nice, awesome. Uh, the only other thing I'm potentially like just slightly nervous of is that I don't have like a a very overstable seven speed because I don't have my Brazos anymore. Yeah. And I don't I don't have a super overstable zone that I'm gonna bag right now. But also, I've been able to throw more things on Heiser, and I think I could just throw the Mad Cat backhand if I really wanted that like overstable. overstable yeah, shot. I, I think the discs that you have can accomplish the overstability if you just like, because like if you throw your FD three fifty percent, it's gonna go as far as a Brazos and be just as, if not more, overstable in its flight path. You know, maybe not as far as Brazos at fifty percent, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like if you take some speed off of a faster disc, it'll act more yeah. stable and give you the same distance, and right. almost be easier. And I think to I could get like distance. skip shots if I need to with this yeah. with the FT three. Like I could throw it. Like I, if I needed a zone to skip for sure, I could probably just throw the FT three instead. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you can always throw the Chupacabra or the Brazos not in your bag or but like your car if you get out to because adams doesn't get the most windy but it can get a little breezy but i think lower badlands mm -hmm. gets can get up in the wind speeds um occasionally oh, really? yeah kind of goes off like there's I the, the water there well i know there's water on both courses but like it's more of the hill and the like landscape i feel like the trees at adams like blocks a good amount of the wind. Yeah, we'll see. But I'll uh, I'll report back next week, and uh, I'm gonna go play one of the courses on Friday, and then the other next week on like Monday or Tuesday. I'm gonna take the girls out with me, and we're gonna go play. So nice, nice, cool. So is that that's what you're looking forward to coming up? That's what I'm looking forward to is nice. MPO or uh, MVP. My practice rounds this week, and then I might be playing Bucksnort on Saturday as well, which would cool. be that's a mountain course, right? Cool. Hopefully, yeah. Nice. I haven't played that one yet, so I need to check it off my list. And there's a group yeah. of guys going, and I have a spot if I want it. Just whether or not I want to be throwing that much this weekend, and yeah, making yeah. sure that I'm not, you know, tiring out my arm too much. But yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I have been neck deep in school um i've been substituting at a uh high school so that's been really fun um oh cool. so ho hopefully i just get a chance to go out and throw this weekend um weather is starting to cool off want to be able to take my dog out 
um, let her chase some frisbees around and just throw again. Cause I, what's good is I've been playing probably at my, at my school, there's a 18 hole course, but it's like, I just go with my zone and inner cores, um, very chip and putt style. You're, um, you're liking that zone, huh? Yeah, it's good. It's fun. I want to beat it in more to be straighter. Um, but it does everything mm-hmm. I need it. I need it too. So, um, good desk, eh? so th- that's the only type of playing I've done. I haven't, I literally haven't thrown any other disc than the, the ESP zone blue inner core. And then the two putting inner cores in three weeks or two weeks since I got my ACE. Thanks. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we I talked about thro- that last week, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the mid ace. Yep. 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 So Good I ha- I haven't thrown anything. Would like to just get back out there and throw some more full power shots with my fairways and drivers again. So looking okay. forward to it. Well, yeah. No, it's uh, I'm glad you're able to get some substitute teaching in, get some more experience as you're yeah finishing up school. Yep. And uh, we need to get going so you can go play some soccer. Yeah, got a soccer or some game. Football. Yeah. Where you're listening at. So. Yeah. So. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, listening this far. Uh, we appreciate you, and it's, see you next week to recap MVP Open. Lefties out. Peace.